This is the Fight of the Nip podcast in association, in association with the BFG podcast. Today's guest is another guest from the Wellington Phoenix women's team, and this is Sasia Bosfar. Welcome, Sasia. It's a pleasure to have you on today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, uh, would you like to start, maybe, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you are someone that we have been super keen to get on and have a chat with. Um, and one of the reasons why is that you have an incredible sense of humour. Um, what do you bring to the team with your personality and your sense of humour? Like, how does that play out? Um, I think I'm just someone that kind of reads the room. Um, and reads kind of what everyone means, um, whether it, it is a bit of a joke um, or a bit of like just a, keen, a kind word or like just a, an ear to listen to them. Yeah, that's pretty much what I bring to the team. Um, I kind of just morph into whatever everyone needs. Cool. And, you know, one of the one of the quintessential photos that's come out of the season is one that Photo Mac got, and that was you carrying Chloe on your back, off the field, into the tunnel. I mean, describe that moment. What was going on with you two? Um, well, she'd obviously just come off from, like, a 90-minute game um, and she <laughs> run probably around, like, 10 or 11 Ks during that game. Um, so, obviously, her leg was shot. Um, mine, not so much. So, I decided, you know, she needs a little bit of an extra hand getting to the tunnel, <laughs> getting through the tunnels. And me and Chloe have been like real close, um, obviously through Wollongong um, last year, and um, we were roommates, so you know we had extra time together. Um, and so yeah, no, we've gotten really close over the past two years, and so I was just like, come on, hop on, I'll take you to the changing rooms. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, more of it, something a little bit more serious. How would you describe yourself as a footballer in three words? In three, three words. words. Three words. Um, I would say versatile. Um, Versatile. Probably passionate. Um, And then, that's so hard. Um, A caring footballer, like I care about like everyone. <laughs> so yeah, very um, cool. Yeah. Everyone gets asked that question. It's one we throw in early to just to help shape the conversations that we are talking about football. Yeah. Now, looking back in your younger years, you played forward. You played forward up, you know, up the front there, and now you're playing more at the back. Um, mm-hmm. Which position, where, where do you prefer to be on the pitch, up the front, at the back? What's a preferred area for you? Um, currently, it's definitely as a defender. Um, that's where I've been training for the past couple of years. Um, I mean, I'm always happy to go up front and play as a winger um, when the team needs me there. Um, and it gives a little bit um, of a challenge, obviously, like just to fit myself back into like the attacking mindset but as a fullback like we do get forward and we do um help with the attacks anyway so it's not too big of a difference like coming from a defender uh pullback especially to playing as a winger so yeah. cool and 
just carrying on there, what what are the what are the traits that make a good defender, a good fullback? What are the skills or the or the, what's the mindset that you need? Well, you definitely have to be able to join in on the attack. So you have to have a decent amount of fitness, right? Being able to run back and forth and um, help the team defend. And so you need to be good at when you're one v ones. You need to be good at delivering into the box so your crosses and ideally being able to do that on both feet would be um, the best, you know, the optimum, optimal fullback, right? Um, so I think those are the three key things, really. Cool. Holly? Uh, so I wanted to ask, uh, how did you get selected for that inaugural next squad? Oh, um, have to go to Gemma to, <laughs> um, to ask her that. But um, I've been training with FFDP for the past, it would have been like four years. Um, so that's the Future Fern Development Program. And so we were training as a squad and would be playing closing night games against the boys. And so I've obviously been under Gemma for like the past, I think she's coached two years at the, that squad and then um, I was I was keen to be a part of the, um, the, the first next team and so then um, when the call came I was like yeah I'm definitely getting on that flight <laughs> tell me when and I'll pack my bags um, and so yeah I'm just grateful to be given that opportunity and then to be given it again this season was amazing. How good to, you know, be able to draw on that program and on, you know, because the the team was made at such a, a late notice, so it was really handy that there are so many people to yeah. draw on. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I wanted to ask also, um, how important has your family been as part of your development as a player? Uh, like, they've been there every step of the way. Um, I only really got into football when I moved to New Zealand. So I've grown up overseas and my brother and my dad, so my brother's younger than me, but his thing was football and I did other things. Um, and my dad has been playing as well. So when I wasn't like, although I wasn't in a team, I'd like go and play and kick a ball around with my brother and my dad on the weekends. And that foot eye coordination going because that's something that not everyone has. Um, and then when we moved to New Zealand, they pretty much were like, okay, you can do whatever you want. And I chose football to get into you know, some teams and to find my friends, I guess, and find new people. Um, and then from there on, they would be supporting me every step of the way, every camp that I needed to go to. They'd take me there, they'd you know, pay the fees. And then, especially this year, like when they've been able to come down from Auckland, they've come down and supported the team, which is awesome. And it's amazing to see them and be able to play in front of in front of them at this level. Awesome. We usually ask about family, and the responses are often very similar. That the how supportive families have been, and I think it really indicates how important it is to have those support structures in there it must be very difficult if if you don't so i'm, I'm glad to hear your family with you so. yeah yeah no. especially 
Last year. Because, I mean, last year we were away from them for, like, what, four and a bit months, five months. And, um, I mean, I was on FaceTime pretty much every, every week for at least two hours or, like, more than once a week, you know. Because um, I've got a younger sister who's uh, now 12. So, like, seeing her, like, grow up, like, missing, like, you know, four months is not a long time, but it is a long time in the, in the sense of, like, your sister. Um so just being able to catch up with her on FaceTime, but then this year, like being able to see her a lot more, like, yeah. It's, yeah, that must have been you tough. You can't replace that. So um, we also wanted to ask about, generally about diversity in football. How do we, what ideas might you have or suggestions about how we get a better cross-section of New Zealand playing football? Obviously, it's not the dominant sport, in New Zealand, um, how do we get potentially more people playing across more aspects of society? It's a bit of a tough one. Um, yeah, no, I think the best thing that we can do is just expose it more and get like that interest growing, you know. Um, it's great that we've got the Phoenix now, like the women's Phoenix, um, so that they, young girls especially, have... Um, someone to look up to um, and say, oh, they like that is like an actual career pathway that we can achieve um, in New Zealand and not have not having to like look overseas or, you know, because um, I know when I was growing up, I was just watching the men's Premier League. Like I, I never really watched women's football and it's only in, like in the past couple of years that I've gotten into it because obviously um, it's good growing you know um but as yeah i don't know how we get more like more community in it i think it's just making it more accessible and that's up to um i guess the the local clubs um and just yeah uh, jonathan did you want to ask the next question Actually, I, yeah, yeah, I will. I will ask the next question. But just before I do, just circling back to your family and football. So, are you the first person in your family to have a to be a professional player? Yeah. Nice. So, is your brother and your yeah. dad a bit jealous of that, or are they like they're like? <laughs> <laughs> no, my um, they're both gunning for me, so they just want me to do the best that I can do. Um, and they they love. They just love football, so just to have a professional footballer in the family is enough for them, I guess. That is very cool. That's very cool. Now, looking back, we're just going to go back a little bit. We're just going to kind of, like, wind the clock back a little bit to, to some of your younger years. And you played for Forest Hill Milford. Is that, I did. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. That's correct. And there were some pretty gun players who came out of that club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there have been. Who Who would you, like, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Um, so what's so good about Forest Hill Milford that they're able to create so much talent in women's football? What What's the secret? Um, I don't know. I, I remember when I was back there, like, it was just about the coaching. Um, and the players around you, right? So when I, I think I was like 14 or 13 when I first 
arrived and I was playing in the women's reserves team. Um, all, like the reserves at that point was like an actual like from like I think the oldest person was like thirty five or something. So it isn't what the reserves is like kind of now. Like we were actually playing with women, um, and so to have them and like to have them building you up and like kind of like taking up taking you under their wing and um and just showing you all that they can and it was great and then also the coaching staff so we had I had Ryan Faithful um and he's a massive coach and he's gone over to the US and coached at Seattle I believe and now he's come back um and is coaching at Western Springs so like the caliber coaching that I had back at Western um, at Forest Hill was definitely a, had a huge impact on like the way that I've developed as a player. And then from the and then so you're at Forest Hill and you get selected to play for the New Zealand under 17s in 2016, which is a few years ago now. <laughs> But yeah, don't remind me. It's getting old. There are there were a, a few big names that have come out of that side that you play with. So here's a pop quiz. How about Nate? How about we get you to game five players who were in that squad then that you played with who are names on the football scene now? Okay, well Claudia Bunch, Kayla Foster, obviously, um, Malia Steinman, Grace Darley, and Elite. And elite. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Very good. You got a good memory because the other two names that we had down were Rebecca and Jackie, both played in that squad too. Oh yeah. Jackie and and Rebecca Lake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that must have I mean, that's you know, five, six years later, all that you know, those players are now suddenly on the big on the big stage. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's um it's definitely amazing to see them do their thing um, and just showing the world who they are. Blake, do you want to fire a couple of questions? Okay, so me and um, Jonathan have had the pleasure of um, walking around your beautiful facilities and um, we've asked that this is another sort of stop standard question that we ask um, everyone so what what do you like most about it then the facilities oh, um, the pitches they're pretty you can't really beat them um, they're always they're, well, they're not always mode but I mean they're better than any of the other pitches that I've ever played on um, and to have pretty much everything that you need within like one space so you have your ice bath you have the cryotherapy so um you got hot tubs you know you have everything that you need the gym i personally like the gym the gym's very good <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know like there's you can't really pinpoint one specific thing that is the best out of all of it because it is just the best in general mm. That's cool that you said the gym because a lot of people that we have spoken to usually vote for the pools or the sauna room. So, yeah, I like the gym. 
Um, and another thing, I was researching what you like to do for um, hobbies and stuff like that, and I noticed that you like a bit of music. Yes, I do love music. Yes, yeah. so I've, that's what I do in my spare time. So away from the pod and away from uh, media, I do a bit of music as a side hobby. So what do you like about music that you do? Because we've seen you potter around on as a piano and stuff like that. So uh, was it always around the family home? Or, yeah. Um, growing up, I was pretty much forced to um, take music lessons, well, piano lessons um, specifically. Um, but and at that time, I hated, you know, doing the hour of, of like what's practice every day. I'm like, oh, mom, why, you know? Um, and then uh, I decided to get into like other things. Like I played flute for a bit. I played violin for a bit. Um, all through school and then I was, we moved away from Indonesia and moved here and then we got rid of our piano so I didn't have to do lessons again but then I found that I just wanted to play you know you're like oh I don't have to do the practice anymore but I really just want to play um so every time I'd go over to friends houses or there'll be a piano at school or something I'll just get sit down and just play for a bit and the best thing I find about music is that you just get lost in it. You know, you can sit down intending to play like for 15 minutes or whatever and then find yourself there an hour later and be like, oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, well, um, but you just like lose yourself and you kind of just all the stresses and um, and whatnot of everyday life kind of you just you get forgotten about and then you just get lost in what you're playing. Um, Unfortunately, in Wellington, I don't really have a piano, but I can play the guitar. So I found uh, like so guitars my like release, I guess, when I'm down here. So yeah, what kind of music do you are you into? Like, like what do you do with uh, music? Well, I actually when I when I when I can, I haven't done it so much because of the pandemic. But I I used to do a lot of singing to. Uh, mostly vocal because I can't play any instruments um and um I used to be in a couple of bands and stuff at, at school and different things so mostly vocals wow. on my part because my family has uh lineage in vocals and barber shops and stuff so that's where I get it from yeah maybe one day I'll be able to play the piano and you can sing along yeah. figure that out. Right, that would be fun. Um, so, um, well, um, so you've got a few games left. So, how? What would you the um goal for you for the end of the season be going into the um end of the season? Uh, one of my goals would be probably to try to get as much game time as we can. Um. Yeah, just like work my way up the training and um, if I get the opportunity to step on the pitch, I will do the best I can and make the biggest impact that I can um, and help the team get all the points that we can. And so we've got 12 points to win and we're aiming obviously to get all 12 points. 
Um, so first, <laughs> so we've got just Perth on the weekend. So we're just aiming to get those three points, and then eventually, I just add those up and hopefully get top by the end of it. So that's a sorry, Black, but that, that's a tough ask because you're you so in the back line for the Knicks, you've got Mackenzie, Kate, Claudia, Michaela, yourself, and yeah, one or two others that I've missed. So you getting back <laughs> into that starting squad, that's a you've got some you know, it's such a tough competition to get that playing time. Yeah, um, I'm not necessarily gunning for the starting spot at the moment. I'm literally just trying to get as much minutes as I can. So just coming off the bench at an earlier time would be ideal. But, you know, as we've got coming, coming to the end of the season, you know, we've got tired bodies. Um, and hopefully, knock on wood, like injuries don't arise, but it's just the way of the game, right? So um, when I'm called upon, I'm just going to do the best that I can and make the biggest impact. Cool. All right. So we've got a we got a bunch of kind of just like wind out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we got a bunch of wind out questions now. So we're just going to ask you a few, you know, a few bits and pieces. We just kind of riff at this bit and make stuff up as we go along. So okay. here's here's a question. So who are your role models in football? Um, mine was Eden Hazard because. My whole family is a Chelsea, um, Chelsea family. So growing up, Eden Hazard was like a big name in the house. And um, Frank Lampard for like um, just his leadership qualities and, and the way that he just commanded the pitch. Do you have a game day routine? What do you do before the match to get yourself ready and in, the, in, the, in that, that special spot? Um... I just listen to the like four or five songs that I've got on repeat, and I just like just listen to them constantly. Um, usually, if it's a home game, I'd have like a big bowl of oats. <laughs> I love a good bowl of oats, um, and then just try to like relax as much as I can, because um, obviously the game deserves gets you a little bit, and you get the butterflies and. If I don't have butterflies, there's a problem. <laughs> I need, I need, I need a bit of like anxious energy. Um, and then, usually, if those butterflies get too much, and I know when they're gonna get too much, um, I put on classical music, like check, check on some like um, some Beethoven, um, just to like calm my nerves a bit. So, yeah, cool. it's finding that good balance, you know. So, of everyone in the next team, whose closet would you want to raid to steal their style? Oh, whose closet I want to raid? I mean, Alyssa's got like a lot of clothes, so there's <laughs> probably a lot of things that I'm gonna love in there. And I'm, she's just got loads of hoodies. But Alyssa, even Brie, they've got pretty good. Good, good stuff. Um, yeah. You wouldn't go with oh, Coach Nick. You wouldn't. You would go for a pair of shorts and gumboots. <laughs> I mean, I could pull it off probably, but um, no, no. I think I'll skip out on the gumboots and the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Um, and then last one from me. If you were selected to go on Celebrity MasterChef as a contestant, which teammate would you take with you? Oh, probably Rolo. Emma Rawson. Yeah. She's a foodie through and through. Um, so she'll be able to work on something. Actually, last night she made an insane mac and cheese. So, so yeah. I've got some evidence that she's a good cook. <laughs> that was her CV, that mac and cheese. So, um, yeah, I think she's, she's definitely the one to take with me. Cool. I'll just throw it open to the other two and um, see if they've got any final questions. Okay. Uh, so, well, that obviously you can't get too much away, but what are you hoping to do after the season ends? Are you hoping to go back to Australia? Are you hoping to have some time off? Um, what are you hoping to do? I'm definitely going to go visit some family in England. Um, I haven't seen them for a very long time. So I'm going to hop on a plane, <laughs> go over there, um, spend some time with them. And yeah, we'll see what happens after that. Maybe get a winter contract over there or something. Yeah, that would be the, the best solution, the best thing to happen. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, anything from you, Holly? Thanks for coming on with us. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're on mute again. Thanks for coming on with us. Um, you know, it's always great to talk to the players. I really enjoy it. Well, it's great seeing all your, face, your faces. Um, but yeah, no, we should definitely organise something. Um, like me on the piano and you singing along. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so I'll just wrap this up. Um, so we'd like to thank Sakia for coming on the program. Uh, you can see this um, in video form on YouTube by where you can like and subscribe, and you can see us on all major audio platforms, whether that be Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, we're always open for feedback, so if you've got any feedback or people that you want us to try and get on, let us know. Other than that, we'll, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>